0: Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. This is the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. It's a show about your life and your money. We're glad you're here. George Camel, Ramsey Personality, host of Entree Leadership and the Fine Print Podcasts on the Ramsey Network, is my co-host today. Open phones here as we talk about your life and your money. The phone number is 888-825-5225. 888 5225 Mike is with us. Mike is in Irvine, California, to start off this hour. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good
1: morning, Dave. Good morning. Good uh... morning. George, pleasure to speak with you both. It's an honor. You too.
0: How can we help, sir?
1: Um, So I just had a question. I've been on baby step four, five, and six for a few years now while trying to passively save up for a down payment. I'm 34 years old, and I've already managed to save uh, for retirement about $80,000 in my Roth 401k. However, since I live in Southern California with rising interest rates and a home appreciation, the market, I feel, is kind of outpacing the rate at which I can passively save for the down payment on the side while investing. So I'm thinking about stepping back to Baby Step 3B so that I can really turn on this fire, so that I can meet this goal. Cool. What do you make? Uh, I make about $120,000 a year.
0: Okay, cool. How much you got saved so far for your house?
1: About thirty.
0: Okay. How long have you been working on it?
1: Uh, after I got my uh, emergency fund saved up, about one and a half years. So I can basically, without accounting for any windfalls, I can put about twenty thousand. dollars Or I guess that's that's if I stop saving, uh, or stop investing. I've got I'm about sorry, thirty thousand. How long about
0: how long to build the thirty thousand is what I was asking.
1: Oh, five years.
0: Oh wow, forever. Yes. Yeah. When you said passive, you meant it. Okay.
1: Yeah. It, it, in order to invest about fifteen percent of my income, uh, I basically don't have a lot yeah. of income left over to, to yeah. so you're you're supply. you know you're in
0: a, as you said a high price real estate market so you are the situation where I would just pull back into a 3b temporarily stop your baby step four and just pile money up for your down payment and then you could considerably increase it I mean that would add twenty twenty five thousand dollars a year to the program.
1: Yeah, so basically, if I if I step back to three B, I'd be able to save about twenty thousand dollars a year, meaning about five years, I'd have an additional hundred thousand to put towards the. No, that,
0: that's not true. You would save a lot more than that because that you're putting that much in at fifteen percent of your income.
1: Uh, the thirty thirty thousand took five years.
0: No, honey, fifteen percent of a hundred and twenty is more than twenty five thousand, and you're already putting money in. So your entire fifteen percent is going to be what almost twenty thousand bucks, okay? Plus whatever you've been doing. So you right. should be putting in you should be putting in thirty thousand bucks. Sure. Okay. Cool. So are you investing fifteen
2: um, percent of your gross income currently?
0: I um, have been. Yes.
1: That's that, that's how I was able to yeah. save up to eighty thousand okay. in my Roth.
2: Yeah, I mean that would equal to eighteen thousand extra you have to pile on. I want that done in fat, way faster than five years. Do you have a goal for the down payment currently?
1: My goal is about anywhere from hundred to hundred and
2: fifty okay, and then how much is the house going to be in your area?
1: uh probably around five six condos have gone up in price in the, over the last couple of years, so they're starting a re- they're 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 kind of equaling for a two bedroom condo about six
2: and a half mm. Okay, because that still means you'd have about a half million mortgage. So I would still crunch the numbers and make sure that this is going to be around a quarter of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed,
0: and that yeah. will help dictate the but down payment. Bottom line is, yeah, I would do what you're suggesting. Let's pull back to the 3B.
1: So with that, I kind of had a, had a had a follow-up question with stepping back to 3B and trying to figure out the best place to hold this cash in order to save it. I know I've, I've watched previous videos of yours on the subject, and I know that you recommend Mutual funds or an S and P index fund, with the goal of netting around ten to um, twelve percent.
0: That would not be. That right would now, not be for a three year investment or a four year investment. That's for some for long term. Okay. So short guess, of yeah, that. The, the,
2: the, it's going to be a high yield savings account, money market account. Not going to be gaining a lot of interest.
1: Correct. Now, but the question—the question, the question and I know—I know what I'm about to ask might be a little taboo. But the, I think the goal of what I'm trying to ask is. my, my employer offers the 401k with a 25% match. And I discovered that I can take a hardship withdrawal, which will allow me to withdraw that money for the purchase of a primary residence where I would pay a 10% penalty on the early withdrawal and any taxes on the matches or any taxes on the match or the gains. But if I deposited, let's just say $100,000 of my post-tax money, I could then withdraw that $100,000 Take the ten percent penalty, and I would still be at a net profit of a fifteen percent match, regardless of the time. If I did it in three years, if I did it in five years, if I did it in ten years, I, that would still what if I withdrew what I deposited, I would pay ten percent on what I deposited and yeah. net a fifteen yeah. percent. I know. No, number I know one, that,
0: number one, buying a house is not a hardship. So I don't think uh, I don't think you qualify you for a hardship withdrawal.
1: I've talked to my my, uh, 401k provider, the the purchase of a primary residence does fall under hardship withdrawal. Wow.
0: What a provider. Okay. Um, Well, the answer is still, you're right. It's taboo. And the reason it's taboo is when you start monkeying around with your future retirement plan in order to buy a house, you've stepped over the line into desperate. And anytime I get desperate, I generally get stupid. Um, and I've done it a bunch in my life. I, I try not to get desperate for that reason because right after that's stupid. And right after my stupid is I have less money. So you've calculated all this out to where you have a net, net, net positive effect. What you left out was the fact that you neutered your retirement plan while you were doing it. And you just, you just stripped it all away. And so, no, we're going to leave your retirement plan alone. And uh, here's the other thing you have left out of your entire set of assumptions, an increase in income in the next three to five years which you should have because you're one of the people that stayed in California. And so while roughly a million people left California and New York in the last 14 months. And so um, we don't know exactly what that's going to do to real estate prices long term. I'm not predicting a California crash, uh, but I am predicting a shortage of labor, particularly skilled labor at your level. Uh, because guess who left California? It weren't broke people, baby. It was the people that were producing and didn't want to pay the taxes and didn't want to live in that woke environment. And so where they've lost their minds. And so that's what you're left with. And, and so you really are, you're, you've become a really good commodity you and of yourself for staying there. It's a great place to work because there's a shortage of your type of labor. And so yeah. I think your income is going to go up dramatically.
2: That's what I was thinking. The, the part of the equation we can control here is our income. And that might mean a side job for now. I don't know what that looks like, if it's worth switching careers. I mean, it seems like he's happy where he's at. But if you can make 150 that changes the numbers on this down payment situation.
0: The other thing, Mike, is um, you have to be careful, and, and you're very good at analyzing these things. You have good critical thinking skills. Everything you displayed in the conversation was actually logical. Uh, you did a good job of laying it out and presenting it, which is hard to do when you're on the radio. It's kind of nerve-wracking. So you did a real good job, but that tells me you're a detail guy, and be careful to not get um, so far in that down in the details that you miss common sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the analytics that you miss common sense. You need to do both, and you've done a good job with it. I'm complimenting you on that. But common sense says don't use your retirement for your house purchase. This is The Ramsey Show. phones this hour. George Campbell Ramsey personality is my co-host today. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. How many times have you found yourself saying one day when you're thinking about a goal you have? One day I'll buy a house. One day I'll have a happy career. One day I won't have to battle with anxiety anymore. Stop waiting around with your one day and start right now. This is why we created Smart Conference. Smart Conference is a one day, oddly enough, event where we tackle all of your areas of your life. Guys, let's face it, we could all use that kind of boost right now. You hear from the nation's top thought leaders on money, career, mental health, relationships, marriage, leadership. This event's hitting the road will be in Dallas, Texas on Saturday, October 22nd. Event passes are selling fast. Best-selling authors and world-class speakers will be on each of the subjects. Rachel Cruz, Dr. John DeLoney, Ken Coleman, George Camel, Christina Ellis, Craig and Amy Groshell speaking on marriage from Life Church. And uh, we'll be talking about career. We'll be talking about leadership. We'll be talking about money. Uh, we'll be talking about mental health. We're going to be dealing with everything. And when you leave, you will be smarter. It's October 22nd. Event passes are selling fast. The VIP and Platinum are already gone. But you can still get general admissions for $39. bucks. they are available right now at RamseySolutions.com. So get your event passes today. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means even if you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, you screw up. It's a you screwed up guarantee. They'll remake your blinds for free. Free samples, free shipping, the new promos they run every month. You'll save even more. Always check these guys out. They are absolutely amazing. Blinds.com. Today's question comes from Rashad in Washington, D.C.
2: I was wondering if there is a baby step eight that could help listeners reach a level of wealth in the tens of millions and leave a legacy that can benefit our children and grandchildren and promote amazing generosity. Well, good news for a shot, it exists, and it's the baby step right before it. Baby step seven, build wealth and give. And that can look different for a lot of people. Some people that could be a million. For you, I hope it's tens of millions, and I hope you leave a legacy, and you give outrageously generous, and you leave an inheritance to your children's children, as Proverbs says. So absolutely, uh, Dave, this can be done, and it's some of the most inspiring parts of this whole plan.
0: Well, here's what happens. The first five to ten million of net worth that someone uh, gets which, by the way, if you have a ten million dollar net worth and it's producing ten percent, that's a million dollars a year income. Okay, you can change your family tree and be outrageously generous and impact your entire community with a million dollars a year. Okay, so you can get there for sure. All right, the uh, but but you know investing in your four hundred one k, your home, maybe a couple of rental properties, uh, that's what the typical person does in our studies of actual millionaires in that first five to ten million. To go from ten million to say a hundred million um, which you would start to look then at, uh, billionaires as an example, which would be, um, you know, 10 times a hundred million or, uh, what is it? 1,000 million is a billion. Is that right? Um, that, that's a lot of difference. Okay. So all of your Forbes 400, for instance, are billionaires. None of them became billionaires with their 401k or paying off their home. None of them. Okay. They didn't become billionaires doing that. Uh they in, in virtually every case owned or operated or took public a large company. In virtually every case. Oprah, uh Walmart family, Chick-fil-A family, uh, you know, you go down the list and uh Dell, uh Gates, uh, uh of course Warren Buffett, but in every case they they had an idea and I know a guy who's worth several billion, um, and he makes parts for cell phones. You know, but he just they, they, but they grew the company hugeo, and took it public or didn't, and made the cash flow off of it or sold the company. So that generally, often. to go from the 10, 15 million up into the stratosphere, so to speak, you truly are a one percenter then. Okay, um, and I mean you're a tenth of a percenter then. But it's generally you take some of the money that you have made, and some of it somehow grows exponentially. Uh, and so, you know, in our case, uh, my net worth is considerably more than $10 million. And so, uh, I mean, the building we're sitting in is, uh, you know, the building complex here is worth a couple of hundred million. And it's all paid for, so just to give you an idea. So that's, you know, but did we get there with our 401k? No, no. I mean, I've sold 25 million books. I own a huge business that makes a lot of money and helps a lot of people and so that's that's what ends up happening th- to get into that stratosphere. But the point is this, the thing he's trying to do is create a generosity movement and if you'll start where you are with generosity today and every time you make more increase your generosity, you're going to see your opportunities increase as well mm-hmm. and your opportunities for. I mean I remember the first time I made ten thousand dollars and my tithe check was a thousand dollars. Man, I thought I was the most Big spiritual baller. dude on the planet. I just gave a $1,000. Me and God. I'm helping God out here. To which God is laughing at my little $1,000 gift, right? You thought uh, you'd get an extra he's like, jewel on he's the like, crown. He's like, look at that grain of sand. He thinks he's something. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I thought I mean I really was proud of myself. I just gave a thousand dollars away, man, to the church. And to I am credit, a spiritual dude. Giving feels good, but uh, so it does. It. it does feel good. But I was pretty arrogant about it's what I'm saying. I'm being I'm being a little too authentic here. But I, I really did. I felt really. I mean, but the first time you do, and that. But the thing is, get used to doing that thing. get the rhythm of that. The more money you make, the more money you give. The more money you make, the more money you give, and constantly be doing that, and you will find yourself starting to impact entire sectors around you and change your family tree but ten million dollars change your family tree
2: oh yeah you don't and have to have a hundred what i'm hearing is don't wait until you go well when i have this much money then i'll start giving oh, Give yeah. today exactly. with what you got exactly. and you can ramp it up over time because it's a
0: muscle you need to build in a rhythm because my point is the first time i gave a hundred dollars i thought it was a lot then the first time i gave a thousand dollars and then we had uh what year before last we gave a million in one day remember oh that? that's right remember that that was fun around christmas time yeah it was that a was blast special. we had so much fun doing that so that was trippy you know and then i thought i kind of thought i kind of had the same thing I'm like i just gave a million dollars but it wasn't even my money it was god's money so then i had to get over myself you know so that kind of stuff but it's just it's a process you know and, and but the muscle built gradually over time i didn't go from i don't give anything to a million in one day and so you just you build it over time but that's a beautiful question what a beautiful spirit i, know, I love that Rashad? love the heart behind excellent it excellent stuff thanks excellent stuff jerry's in new york hey jerry welcome to the ramsey show hey
3: dude how you all doing be
0: today better than we deserve sir how can we help
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm curious what your opinions are on moving and taking a pay cut for a partner. So, a little context, my girlfriend of about a year and a half just finished her master's program in education, and now she wants to teach English in Europe for a while before officially starting her career in the States. And she wants me to join her, and my job will let me go. They'll help with visas and everything, but... Um the pay is location based So I'd be dropping from about a hundred twenty five K in New York to about seventy five K in Europe.
0: You love this and girl. also
3: <laughs> I do. How long have you been and dating? Fifty right, you K.
0: Know, like about, about a year and a half. A year and a half. This about is a serious dead gum relationship. Fifty thousand bucks.
3: <laughs> yeah. And uh so I'm also about like two years into my mortgage on my apartment here and I wasn't really planning on leaving until I met her. Um so, like, now I'm, like, ready to lay roots in New York, kind of, but she's done with it because it's just way too expensive for teachers in New York, um, and she's not sure if she wants to live in New York when she comes back to the States, so it kind of feels like this decision, this ultimatum, do I sacrifice, like, my life, my income, and everything? Ooh, like I don't like York? the
0: word ultimatum, where there's $50,000 worth of love involved.
2: <laughs> is that how it was presented to you? Either you move right, or this because- is over?
3: She definitely like is done with the city and like ready for like another place to live. And we Ooh. do like traveling together. So you're this more, might be you're the red more flag into you her need than to-
0: she is into you.
3: <laughs> Say that one more
0: time. I said you're more into her than she is into you.
3: <laughs> I, I don't think I mean, I'm she, making she, this she's move. She's
0: she's gonna ditch New York and you with it. You're gonna ditch New York to follow her. I don't know, man. I'm just an old man. I ain't dated in years. I don't know how to tell you what to do with this. Um, you got to decide how much this is going to work. I, if you were my uh, little brother or my nephew or something, I would tell you don't go unless you're married. Agreed. And I would say try th- with caution. Th- then it's worth the sacrifice. Now, this is a bet for life. It's not a bet for a weekend fling in Europe. What if she I'm meets a nice up European for a man, man on a Europe. Vespa?
2: We don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you can uh, match up to that.
0: Whoa. personality is my co-host today bill is on the line bill is in oregon hey bill welcome to the ramsey show thank you it's good to be here good to have you sir i see on my screen you're debt free congratulations how much did you pay off hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars all right how long did this take you uh about 10 years altogether okay and your range of income then during that 10 years I went from $60,000, um,
4: and then Social Security kicked in, um, along with some raises, and I was up
0: to $112,000. Cool. now, I'm up to 112000 Social Security kicked in. How old are you?
4: Uh, I'm 70.
0: Ah, cool. Okay. What kind of debt was the hundred eighty nine?
4: Uh, house and car mostly with, with some miscellaneous things thrown in there.
0: Okay. So at 60 years old or so, something rings the bell and you go, I got to get this mess cleaned up. Tell me your Ramsey story. How'd you get to connect to the Ramsey way?
4: Well, um, about 12 years ago, um, I listened to financial peace university and it made a lot of sense. And so I went about, um, and in, there were a lot of financial issues at the time uh, a divorce um and uh i lost uh half my retirement um and i had uh, three kids to raise uh on my own uh so there were a lot of uh financial issues at the time uh and it just made sense to uh, get out of as much debt as I possibly could uh, the, I think the biggest mistake that I made uh, other than taking out my retirement to to help raise the kids um, the biggest mistake I made was, was not developing and maintaining an emergency fund So the divorce happened a lot helped.
0: longer than 12 years ago Yeah, I think it happened I think it's about 17 years ago Okay, alright and so you were in your 50s at that point Right. And right. the kids were how old? Uh, 14, 12, and 10. Wow. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. So they're, yeah, all, so cool, they're all grown actually. now. <laughs> they're, they're all grown and hopefully off the payroll now, right? Hey, They're, they're grown.
4: They're wonderful human beings. Um, all college graduates. All self-sufficient. And uh, all uh, follow your principles as
0: well. Wow. You did a good job. Well done, Bill. Thank you.
2: Bill, I'm curious because for a lot of people, they feel like it's too late for them. And I love your story because here you are you know, at 70, totally debt-free, house and everything. What do you say to that person who might be in their 50s and their 60s going, well, I've made too many money mistakes. I got too much baggage. I can't clean this up now.
4: I, I don't think it's ever too late to clean it up. Um, I think that that when I I decided when I decided to kick in full gear and, and say I've got to have that emergency fund that's that's critical. Um, that that I would say to those people, it's never too late. Just start following the steps, and you know, even the the baby step one of of a thousand dollars in in uh, your emergency fund. It, you know, it's a huge step. Uh, and you feel good about it, and you start feeling good about your finances instead of uh, it always
0: being a negative point. Yeah, there's something about that confidence and that sense of I did something, I'm in control for the first time, that moves the needle on everything else, doesn't it? Right,
4: right, and and my my budget in the past was essentially my paycheck. <laughs> yeah. So spend <laughs> so it until it's gone. Stick it with it. Yeah. <laughs> Done as more money.
0: Okay, so you're seventy years old. One hundred eighty nine thousand paid off. You're a hundred percent debt free, house and everything. Right. How's that feel? It feels wonderful. It feels fantastic. I paid it off in June, and I'm I'm still.
4: Uh, on a little bit of a high <laughs>
2: <laughs> i love it so bill did, it. did you have a vision for what i want retirement to look like and obviously you're still working and uh, you're still healthy right. which is awesome but did you have that right. vision in your mind of here's why i'm doing this i want to retire with dignity
4: yeah. I, th- I think that that uh that was part of it i also had a, uh mm-hmm. uh my significant other came into my life and she uh uh, essentially said, <laughs> you're going to this seminar, <laughs> and we need to get something straightened up. Uh, or, or uh, wow. uh, I'm hitting, I'm hitting the road. Another old uh, item. An yeah. impetus. <laughs> what seminar was it? Uh, financial peace university.
2: Oh, that's awesome! So she got you on board, right? Right, and and it,
4: where I had both feet in instead of just one. Wow.
2: So behind yes, every great man is a woman forcing them to go to Financial Peace University. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: there it is.
4: Exactly,
0: exactly. I love it. Way to go, Bill. We're proud of you, man. Thank you. What do you tell people you. the key to getting out of debt is?
4: I think it's uh, following following the Financial Peace University principles uh, and and just being disciplined. And um, and and I think that that you start uh having um you start enjoying following those principles because it real they really work and you and you you start realizing what hey I'm actually I don't I don't owe on my car anymore. Oh wow I you know I don't owe on this loan anymore. Oh wow I've I've paid this off. That's great. Uh, I think one of the biggest joys is is as soon as I got a substantial um um Oh, I'm having a brain cramp. Uh, a, a substantial uh, uh, a fund. A right. No. Um,
0: An emergency fund?
4: Emergency Sorry, no, thank you, okay. David. Uh, uh, as soon as I got a substantial emergency fund going, a hot water heater and uh, a dishwasher went out. Of course. And I went down and bought them in cash and... You know, it, I felt good about it. It yeah. was—it was like, oh yeah, I could do this. That's not
0: it. Turn, turns an emergency yeah. into an inconvenience. Well, yeah, well done, yeah, sir. I
4: it, it was pretty good about it. So yeah.
0: anyway, well done. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. How ordinary people built extraordinary wealth. How you can too. I'm proud of you. You went and did it, man. You Thanks. left the cave, killed something, and drug Thanks. it home. Uh, we're going to send you a one-year <laughs> membership to Financial Peace University. You've been through it. You know what it does. Maybe you know somebody that needs to go through it. You can give it to them. And All also, right. the same thing with the book, The Total Money Makeover. I'm going to send you one of those as well. So, way yeah. to go, Bill in Oregon! 189,000 paid off in ten years, making sixty to one twelve. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. One,
4: two. Oh, I got to take away from. Hold on. One, two, three. I am
0: debt-free! Woo! That's how that's done. Don't tell me it's too late. Never too late. Don't tell me it's too late. I'll just show you Bill. If you can fog a mirror, it's not too late. That's it. Well done, sir. Very well done. Excellent, excellent job. All right, Laurel is with us. Laurel is in Chicago. Hey, Laurel. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
5: Hey, Dave, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm a 1st time caller, and actually I'm brand new to all of this Ramsey stuff. Cool. Um, sorry to call it stuff. <laughs> we are having our first baby September 4th, and um, I got a little bit triggered and realized we really need to get serious about our finances. I have never felt like we're behind, but I definitely don't feel like we're ahead. So my question is, for someone in our position where we are embarking on a huge life shift, and simultaneously wanting to change how we manage our money, what's the quickest way to save with the arrival of the baby and boost our income?
0: Nothing like a baby to give you a wake-up call.
5: Oh, my gosh, yes. This got
0: real. <laughs> this <laughs> just got real. Are you saying like 20 days from now? Oh, my gosh, you know. Yeah, you're going to a baby any minute. It's like 20
2: days from now.
5: Oh, uh, yeah. You guys, seriously, it's so scary. Yeah.
2: <laughs> how much do you have saved currently?
5: <laughs> okay, so we have 3500 in cash, we have twelve grand in a savings account. Um, and then we have about like forty thousand in investments in precious metals.
0: Cool. All right. How much in precious metals?
5: Um, eighteen. Eighteen thousand. Okay.
0: All right. Do you really want to know what I would do today?
5: I do I really do. <laughs> okay. I
0: don't know if you're gonna do it. I'd cash out the precious metals today. I'd okay. put the cash in a savings account. I would pay minimum payments on all your debt, and don't do anything fancy, and see how big a pile of cash you can have between now and September 3rd, and then start working the baby steps. Okay. And I'm going to send you a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. You can start after you get home with baby. You and your husband can go through that. You're about to change this kid's family tree, because you're a good mom. I'm proud of you. This is The Ramsey Show. Personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Rich is with us in Chicago. Hi, Rich. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, George and Dave.
3: Thanks
6: for having me on. Um, I have a quick question about allocating funds into a 529 plan. My wife and I are just coming up here at the end of uh, Baby Step 3 and looking into 4, 5, and 6. Uh, we're a little older my children are uh, sophomore in high school, freshman in high school, and then sixth grade. And curious as to how to best invest in our 529 plans going forward. Uh, they do have a current investment balance, um, but I'm just curious, should I invest all my money now into the older what's the, uh, what's the
0: What's the current balance? Uh, around 125000 total among all three. Okay, so they got like forty grand each. All right, and um, what's your household income? Uh, around two hundred and twenty. That's good news. Okay, cool. All right. So, so I'm looking to invest about twenty
6: five hundred a month, and I'm not sure if it should all go into one account, if I should split it
0: among the three, or what's the best way to to think about this. Doesn't matter much um, because the. Uh, 529 can be transferred to a sibling anyway. So if you don't use it, yeah. So if you don't use it, uh, like you dump it all in the oldest one and you don't use it, you can roll it down to the next one and so on if you wanted to. Um, so here's the thing, 30,000, you're not going to have enough in these accounts to pay for the kids colleges. You're going to be cash flowing some of it. Understood with 30,000 a year for six years.
6: Right. I mean, we know that that's going to be part of it, but at the same time, we don't want to have to sacrifice our retirement. No, I didn't want you to, I
0: want you to put 15% of your income into retirement. And and so here's my point. Okay. We've got to have other things in this equation other than just saving for five twenty nine to get your kids through college. Number one, uh, college choice is the most important part of the equation on whether you can afford to go to college or not. Because you can send them to an in-state school for ten to $12,000 average annual tuition across America, or you can send them to a private average annual for 25000 You can't afford 25000 times three. You're not going to have that much money. Your kids aren't going to private schools. Unless there's scholarships or and something. Aha, so, there correct. we go. See, now we're thinking, I got you. OK, you're moving. Or unless they get really great jobs. or But more than anything, it's scholarships. Okay, and so they need to start working on scholarships, and now the sixth grader does. And not, yeah, not, they're, not they're actually, not actually ordering them, but thinking about them, because here's what Christina Ellis would tell you. She's going to tell you that, that, that you know, the sophomore is pretty late in the game, but the rest of them, uh, grades matter. And now grades equal money. Is what this amounts to so mm. you know you getting a good grade is just not making daddy proud this is about whether you have money to go to school so you need to get your little butt in the books let's go game on buddy game on here we go number one number two plan on working number three plan on going to a school that is affordable and start indoctrinating the kiddos right now with all of those three things scholarship school choice work and then you do all you can which is thirty thousand bucks a year right now and and you can do thirty thousand bucks cash flow, and cash flow of state school on the last kid. Uh, you know that'll get them into the last, that'll that'll run the last one through, uh, just out of, without having saved anything. And so, um, I don't care which of the 529s you dump it in with that in mind.
2: Do you, have you had a conversation with any of the kids, Rich, especially the older ones, about what college looks like?
6: Uh, yeah, you know, going through the process. Um, I'm actually an FPU coordinator right now, so we make them watch the videos the week before I teach the class with us. Um, and we've watched the documentary on Borrow Future. Oh, you and did? Everything. So they're, I was going to send you a link to it. they well-versed on everything.
2: Well, that should startle them enough to have the right conversations and go, debt, how are we going to pay for this? we got to have a plan. I, I want to go to school debt-free. And that is the number one factor because
0: when debt is off the table, they're going to get creative, and so,
2: you're going to go, here's what I can do, here's what you need to do. Yeah,
0: you're way ahead of the game with all that because what I was afraid of when I was talking to you until you told me all that or told, or, or told George all that was uh, you're making really good money, so you're running around with people, and your kids are running around with people whose kids are going to very expensive schools. Correct. Yeah, and so. Uh, well, I my my daughter's going to Northwestern. Well, you're my kid, isn't? Sorry, and so uh, I mean that's what our kid that's what our kids heard. You're going to a state school. Oh my you're never going to be successful. And all three of my kids make more than that snotty person who said that. So, um, but you know, that's the thing, you know, that, that's the thing you run into because the group you run around with affects this bad. I mean, if you come out of a blue collar working neighborhood, just getting into college is awesome. That's where I came from. Right. And I did the fact that I got in was er, surprised everybody, you know, much less could pay for it. And so the, uh, it was because it wasn't norm, but the norm is the haughty totty, you know. Um, but your uh, environment,
2: your parenting, it shapes yeah. a lot of that. When you rich, go. you're doing a great job. When, su- when your circumventing kids hate you, all that. they go, "I want to get as far away from mom and dad as possible." So I'm going to go all the way across the country to a private but school. But listen, to what he
0: did, he got him to watch the class on in financial peace on "Here's how the college dollars work." Then he watched the documentary "Borrowed Future." He's an FPU coordinator, so he's talking to him about the how what wise education choices look like, and he's planning a 529. This guy's a genius. He's done it all. You're the, to- you're the total parents. package, Rich, and you're rich, so you got it made. You're ri- Why do you even need this? You're rich. He's. They're going to be. You fine. are the personification. Well done, man. Very well done. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I would throw it. Uh, let me think. Just to answer your question specifically, given now that now that we know you did everything right already, I where would I put that? I would put it in the. I would put it all in the youngest, and I would cash flow the oldest, because the youngest is going to grow more. It's going to have more. T- he's got more time to grow the money, and the growth is tax-free in the Roth. And you don't have that benefit from a sophomore. The amount that mutual fund is going to grow in two years is not squat. It's negligible. I mean, if you put thirty thousand bucks in there; it's going to grow six thousand dollars or something. It's not going to be in two or three years. So you're not going to get enough growth that the fact that it's in a uh, 529 growing tax-free matters mathematically. So I'm going to probably throw the majority of it towards the kid, youngest kid. Actually, I'm probably going to put a little in all of them. I'm probably going to go like twenty five five or something twenty thousand The little one five five and the other two older ones but everybody gets the indoctrination where you go to school there is no single piece of research that correlates credibly where you go to school with whether or not you're successful not a single piece of research none as a matter of fact Wall Street Journal did a survey detailed in-depth survey seventy-eight percent of the top 500 companies traded on the stock markets CEOs went to state schools 8 out of 10 just take that Harvard and Princeton now figure it out MIT okay they're famous schools but they do not produce results commensurate with their expense now if you can go to Vanderbilt or Harvard or uh, MIT. We're not or mad at who did I, schools. Who did I, I'm not. Yale, whoever. Or if you want to go there and you can go there with scholarships, free ride, and you want to go there, sure, I'm not mad at you. I mean, presidents went to Harvard. That's It's cool. Go. That's fine. Uh, president really wasn't on my future plans, uh, nor is it still. So, um, you know, but but here's the thing, and I wasn't planning on being an attorney either. So Harvard Law, right? Uh, so that none of that. But I know lots of attorneys that make a million dollars a year that did not go to a school that you've ever heard of.
2: The point is, success is not determined by that. Yeah, lots of people go to state schools and they have great jobs, great careers, can get great experience, and very few people have asked me where I went to school, Dave. It's a little upsetting. Where did you not go? Not that school? I went to any impressive school. Where did you go to school? It's George? complicated. We'll uh, now,
0: now we can ask. Now we can ask the question. University
2: Some, of Mobile, Dave.
0: You did? That's right. I finished school there. I went Down to start there with it in Jeremy Boston. Breland's dad. That's right. But and
2: you weren't are, a singer. No, no, I stayed out of that. I wanted a real job after school, Dave. Ooh. So I, went a, I got a communications degree, like Ooh. Rachel. There you go. So I'm, I'm right. up there with the greats. Hey. It worked out. I'm communicating. And you were just on Fox a minute ago. That's right. Right before we went on air. There we Take go. Take that. Using
0: Commun- my communications degree. There you go. You're used it. you using your degree, George. Right now. That's live. just strange. Look at that. And I never asked you where you were. And no
2: one knows that school. It ended
0: up I just do. fine. I knew it. I knew it. It's but famous today. I didn't know it. for. I knew it for the singers. Yeah.